Hello, everybody. My name is Iron Lynx. My name is Coyote. And we are the Wilder Gents. Um, this is our pilot episode. Uh, we are here to talk about our experiences and our knowledge in uh, wilderness and outdoor settings. Um, a little thing about ourselves is we've been doing what wilderness therapy over three or four years. Uh, yeah, wilderness okay. therapy, a little over four years. Four yeah. or four years, yeah. and then also, you know, enthusiasts of outdoors and learning other skills. And yeah. For at least last 10 years, at least. Yeah, I, I think when I, I tallied it up with my wife the other day, I've been in the industry for 10 years now. Holy crap. So, over so a decade. So I know, it's awesome. Uh, so, we just, we wanted to start this uh, podcast by basically, the reason why we wanted to bring it was to, you know, every day that we were out in the wilderness, our favorite times when we were just all sitting there shooting the breeze and talking about some random subject and laughing and and we wanted to bring that with you guys as the audience to come in with us and pretend that we're basically sitting around the fire just talking and having you know the day's chat <laughs> everything so well congratulations uh this episode's going to be because it's our first a little bit different we're going to uh yeah today we're just going to kind of give you guys the background of kind of what got us uh into wilderness therapy what wilderness therapy even was and why that's kind of launched us now as a platform to being able to talk about the outdoors and just kind of spread the love and enjoyment of it. Yeah, I think also we're kind of selfish because we don't get to be in the outdoors as much anymore, so we like <laughs> to reminisce and be back in it and pretend all the good old days. Um, so do you mind if I start? Go first? ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, so I started, um, I was actually never really a... Uh, outdoorsy kind of guy when I first started. I, w I grew up in the city and I mean I went on camping trips and stuff like that but I never really like was this you know I never hunted I never you know I never even owned camo or anything like that at that time I still don't um, <laughs> but I'll lend you some if you want. No please no <laughs> um, only if it has pink stuff in it then I'm good. Um, <laughs> no that's not true I do have one kind of, I own that hat that the fishing camo hat which I love. Oh, okay. You've seen that the new water mm -hmm. camo that's yeah. so cool I love the colors on that. Um, but anyways, so I didn't start that, and I uh, I was originally from California, and I, uh, you know, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life after high school. It was really hard for me, really struggling time, and knew that there was nothing going on in my life, and so I decided to uh, move and try something different. So I moved to Utah, of all places, which I thought was interesting, and, uh, you know, worked, struggled. I was a telemarketer, all these stuff crappy jobs, couldn't find anything, and it all started around Valentine's Day when I was looking for a date for Valentine's Day with my roommates. It was kind of funny. And so we thought of what would be a good place to find a date, so we thought Craigslist. And um, we uh, did, you know, we, we This did, was like back when Craigslist was safe? Was it ever like, safe? I don't know. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always think it's funny, it's like, I, I got married right after... Uh, the uh, what's it called? The app, the uh, find Tind Tinder. 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 Yeah, like <laughs> you know, it's like where was this? And I was before. Now I got. I could have had a way easier fix now. For Tinder, there was Craigslist. <laughs> yes, Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember. I, I remember writing the article. I wish I would have saved it. It said three good-looking guys looking for three good-looking girls for to spend some time on Valentine's Day. No pressure. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then we'll be meeting in a public place. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, actually, we didn't. But, um, but anyways, uh, we uh, we this girl responded because I got two roommates. We'd love to hang out with you. And we thought it was like, all right, score. They came over. We made them a meal, and they provided the dessert. 
which was a real dessert. Keep your mind out of the gutter. Um, <laughs> they brought cookies. And um, what kind do you remember? I can't. I can't remember. If I so, I'm still friends with most of them. Actually, those two two of the girls there, and I, I probably could call them up and ask them. They probably would remember. <laughs> um, but we became we just became really good friends. We all hit it off really well, and you know it'd be kind of the thing where. We didn't really know anybody else, and so they would invite us over three or four times a week, and we'd play games, and they would cook a really good meal because we sucked at, you know, they would make actually real food, <laughs> you know, instead of like a tombstone pizza or something, you know, like a lasagna. Oh, it was great. Um, and we just really hit it off as everyone became really good friends. And uh, so anyways, the start of that story was about a month later, my, my car broke down, and I needed some help working. I didn't have any tools, which is really rare, rare for me, and I remember... My roommate saying, hey, so-and-so has tools. I know I've seen them in the back of her car. Why don't you call her up? She can come over and help us. I'm like, perfect, great. So I call her up, and she's driving this like old little small pickup truck, and she's got the little, what's it called, little toolbox thing in the back. Mm -hmm. And she goes, yeah, I got tools in here. And she pulls it open, and she's pulling out like this like wooden backpack and like um, a, a bow-looking thing and the spindles. And I'm like, what the crap is in the back of your car? And she's like, oh, this is a, a wood... Um, you know, fire uh, bow kit, and we start a fire. And I was like, "You can't start a fire by rubbing a stick." You know, you can't. It's impossible. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a legend. They don't. Nobody did that. She's like, "No, no, you really can't." I'm like, "Nah." So she pulls it out and she starts, and she busts a coal right then and there. And I was, my eyes just lit up, and I was like, "No!" Like, just like, so amazed, and uh, kind of like, it's like, "Why do you have this?" And she goes, "It's for my work." And I was like, "Pause. Time out. Time out." what do you mean for your work? Who, what kind of work do you do that you have to worry about? She's like, oh, I'm a wilderness guy. Did I do all this? And I'm just like, what? Like, I'm just, my mind's blown, you know? And and uh, so I said, I, I got to find this company because, like, they pay you to go camping. I'm so in for this. Like, this, this is something I've always dreamed of. And I, uh, so she gave me the information, and it, it took me about a month and a half to get everything, you know, like, you know, because you got to do doctor's appointments, background checks, legal stuff, oh, yeah. like, all that stuff, all and, the you know, and, and then, uh, yeah, and then they do, you know, they give you an interview, and the interview is, you know, mostly over the phone, but then they do, like, you've got to see your skills out, you know, how you, how you are in the mm -hmm. field, and I remember doing that, and it was um, one of the most scariest times of my life, because you get out there, and, you know, I'm this boy wearing a polo and shaved clean cut which you would be surprised to think of it now. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> hair combed back and you know and i was just you know clean cut nails clean and everything like that and well you were from that area of yeah Cali, so. the bay area yeah no <laughs> and uh just remember you know going in that interview and like i am not looking like i fit the part at all you know and um but i, I they, they took me on the field and I probably had the most miserable time of my life, and I was like, these, you know, working with the staff, and I'm like, these people don't like me because I'm not like them, you know, like these are hippies or outdoorsmen or army people, and I was neither either, either like any of them, and but um, I remember doing a week of that, and I struggled the whole week, and uh, I just remember one of the staff just said, hey, you did good, you know. And I was like, well, I was fighting the whole way, striding. And he's like, we all struggle, dude. But if it's keep on going and you keep on moving, that's all we want. And I never felt so welcomed from different types of people. And I, I mean, that's something you can tell in the wilderness is we had somebody who was like the 
seriously a cheerleader from you know high school who you know grown up and now working in the wilderness and you got the guy that's the hippie who lives in a yurt or in a cave and you got the retired military you guy. You got all types. In the and industry. it's really fascinating yeah. how they all bring something different but they all work together at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think it's really fascinating to me to see, I, and I loved it because you do get such a difference. Um, you know, you got you know this hardcore Christian guy, and then you got this atheist, and then you got a Jewish guy too at the same time, all working in the same group, and they can all bring something different to the table. It's always so fascinating to um, to see that. And you ever worked with a Buddhist guy? Well. I wouldn't say, I'm pretty sure he was Buddhist, but he never really talked about it, but why was, how was that? No, I worked with it, like a guy for like two weeks and everything uh -huh. that was Buddhist and everything. The, jo the job, he said, didn't end up kind of being what he was looking for, but he was Buddhist and everything. And part of what he said his belief was, was that he wasn't actually allowed to raise his voice. Wow. Yeah. So that must like, be so hard. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> I couldn't like yell at the kids or anything like that. So I figured it'd be perfect for the job. And I'm like... Yeah, but that means you can't like even yell if you're searching for a kid then well, or something, right? Well, because like, there's, there's sometimes you gotta, you know, that's something people understand. Is there's sometimes you gotta be like, you know, direct, you know, like yeah. quick and get that attention. And it's not about being mean, but it's about switching that to focus on you. So, I mean, still very useful and everything like that. Um, let me go back to uh, and going that, you know, so many different range of people. And I remember then later on going through my interview, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll like to have you. We'll keep you." and I was still so unprepared for the first month and a half. I was always struggling, but after doing that for about the first year, you know, going through your hot summers and your cold winters, it really, you know, it, it's funny when people start looking at you as a experienced person and everything. It's really funny to me and stop the shaving. And <laughs> out. Uh, well, that's the funny thing is I used to love growing up my hair and I had to stop because of wilderness because um, I get dreadlocks. In my hair, and you take oh, forever really? to clean. Yeah, that's why I always think it's funny with you long hair. That's when I started cutting my hair shorter, because I hated taking, going to coming back, because I love my hair, and then you know, like it's all gross and grumpy, and I was ripping chunks out, and I was like miserable. So I had started cutting short, shorter after I started wilderness. That's interesting. Yeah, because I used to have it down to here. Yeah, yeah. And I keep mine long. I know, and I always, I always like, I always like when I see you in long, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> well, but yeah, but, but it works for you. Yeah, well, and if you remember, like when when I started and everything, I kept it in braids. Yeah. When we were on trail and everything, it was looked like easier. a gangster from like something else. What's that? Uh, song I always think of, but no, it's like. <laughs> Gangster's Paradise. Yes, pl in. please do not be envisioning Coolio. That is not <laughs> the look. <laughs> it really did look like that. Um, but not, you know, and I just remember that part of my, you know, such a change in my life and how I got started in that, and it just really changed and sculpted the person I am today of learning not just outdoor wilderness skills, but skills of working with people and understanding people and to read people, um, which helps me. And so many other situations yeah. and like that. So, but that's how I started, and um, you know, maybe later on we'll go more in detail about those stories and everything. I think I think we should. I think we oh should yeah, do an episode of like the stories of like when you were out there and everything. Oh, absolutely. Well, we have so many fun stories, sad stories, and exciting and. We have the Wendigo story. That needs uh, to be its own that, episode. That's going to be for Halloween, on. I thought. Yeah, we'll Wendigo story. That'd be all right. Because <laughs> like I still try to explain that to people and they just don't think they get I'm like I don't think you guys understand what I was in uh, you still laugh about that today but we'll definitely have to go over the Wendigo 
I, I still laugh about it. I'm still scared sometimes <laughs> when I'm up in that area of the state. But yeah, well, like that's what you you try to understand people. They're like, not even forget about <clears throat> mythological creatures. Like, yeah. you're working where there's bears, and there's you know mountain lions and rattlesnakes, and you know like th when they say, hey, strap on the bear maze and make sure it's always on you at all time. Like, well, why? Why do I have bear mace on? Yeah. <laughs> why, why am I holding bear mace? You know, I'm like, oh, because there's, because that's the other thing is you got to understand is when you go hiking, you and I, you're usually responsible for yourself and I'm responsible for myself. Yeah. You, know? you know, and I can depend on you. But when you have, you know, eight to 17 kids, you got to watch. You got to be responsible for every single one. And it's such, it's a total different experience, you know, and like, and we'll explain that with you know like when one goes to the bathroom you got to make sure that they're okay before they you know like they're you know how, how long have they been out you got to keep and then you also make sure that Frank who's over there you know you got to worry about all these things and it's so it's very stressful sometimes doing all that oh, well yeah and then if you, you know you throw animals into the mix like dogs absolutely. or anything that oh, you absolutely. have in the group like that throws off a different mix too because what if the dog is all you know going around doing their thing while you're hiking on the trail and then all of a sudden they piss off a moose and now oh, they're yeah. running back well, of the back of the trail remember the, the time I lost well I lost the goat for two days no I don't <laughs> oh you, were, you weren't even there for then that, that time no I don't think no, I, was I lost it. the goat for freaking two days and I'm looking all over I'm dragging around look so I was, I'll tell the story later, but basically I had to look for a goat for two days because we lost them <laughs> in the freaking mountain lion, mountain lion terror. I'm looking for a car, you know, a corpse is what I'm looking for, you know, you yeah. know just a, but yeah, that, that was even stressful, you know, because yeah, Horatio, he could never keep quiet anyway. I mean, he all out of whatever. But you know, and that was the same thing with dogs, you know, because you would have a dog that would just, you know, when you're, they're sleeping with you and they get up in the middle of the night and runs off, like, whoa, what's going on here? What are they going after, you know? Yeah, exactly. Makes, so, you know, you always have to keep that in. In, uh, in the mix but it was uh, you know it, it was it's stressful but so much fun and a learning experience and that's why we wanted to bring this to all the guests as well as we to you guys as the audiences we want you guys to kind of see what a part of a, a job out there that a lot of people don't even know about or even heard about oh yeah and or a lot of people oversimplify it and they're like you want to get paid to go camping? Yeah, and it's like, basically. yeah, and it's like, and it's, it's not, a, it, it's not that at all. Yeah, like I've it's, never it's great, but it's not one of those things that, that's not the focal point and everything. Like if you're just there to go camping, you're there for the wrong reasons. Well, you're not even going to enjoy it. Yeah, you're not even. But if you if you're there to teach, if you're there to help, and if you're especially there to learn yourself the skills, right. and re-solidify them for yourself, that's that's the type of person that really needs to be out there. Mm -hmm. So, so. To go to tell me about a little bit how you got into it because I feel like we came from two different backgrounds, honestly. Oh yeah, we and absolutely I, did. And I think it's funny how we we've kind of merged and became friends, even yeah. though we're so different in that same same way. So yeah, one of you, go on. All right. Um, so I grew up in Missouri, actually, uh, a little town called well, it's not little anymore. It's grown <laughs> a lot, but uh, called Liberty. It's just outside of Kansas City, um, and so grew up in kind of a suburb and everything like yeah we had like a little bit of spot of woods around us at the time but I mean it was definitely a suburb and everything right and again kind of like you I never really went hunting it went fishing like a handful of times mm -hmm. but like my my family wasn't amazingly outdoorsy right like I think when I was real little we went on like a canoe trip and then a camping trip like it, it just wasn't kind of a, a thing you know for my family and you know, I wasn't really into it. Fast forward then to like my college years and everything. And so I ended up having a tragedy that happened in my life that then in grief, I kind of 
got a friend to start showing me kind of skills in the woods and those skills uh, every weekend we go out we just practice we just go learn more and more and I, I had a lot of fun with that and come to the summertime I needed a job so a friend of mine was like hey I work up in Iowa in Boone at this like summer camp I was like oh that sounds awesome she's like yeah there's only like eight workers though so it's tiny <laughs> but you can come if you want kind of thing and so you know just got a wild hair and went up for the summer and everything and I thought like okay well I have some knowledge of skills I've been practicing over like you know some time and stuff like that and they're like okay go do it and so taught it loved it uh, I think that's the moment that summer is when I fell in love with teaching because mm -hmm. if you so if you enjoy teaching right it makes you learn a skill more in depth oh, absolutely. And, and more solid than you would normally you know it you have to break every little thing of it down you know how do I want to convey this piece of information what are these different steps and everything take bow drill for instance mm -hmm. you know you mentioned your friend had a bow drill kit yeah everything with bow drill kit like you can go watch a YouTube video and you can oh, absolutely. Go figure yeah. it out <laughs> but when you're trying to like explain to somebody who's greener than green like how this goes and you know do this do that well, craft your bow like real this. quick is most of the people yeah. we were teaching imagine like a 14 16 year old teenager boy or girl that this is how you're going to start your fire so you can cook your food yeah you know th these kids have never i mean let alone me ever you know when we first started depended on something like that to cook your food you mean like we at least depend on matches or a lighter to cook your food where we're like no we don't have that all we have is this bow drill to get a fire going and then we can have a fire and then we can cook and so and like I said, also like with you explaining, trying to explain something doesn't quite fill it all the way. You, it's all about I, so like with Bojo. I feel like there's a lot of feel into it. Yeah. And trying to explain that to somebody, that feel of like what's going right and what's going wrong. So you know, also too. Oh, exactly. And and you know, the last part of that is teaching somebody who doesn't want to be there, mm, doesn't yes. care about you, doesn't, and really doesn't want your help. Yes. They do, but they don't want Real, it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, at, at the summer camps and everything is where I, I enjoyed it. Um, taught horseback riding there. Oh yeah. The uh, following summer, you know, fast forward a year and everything, I wanted to get a little bit better pay, and a camp that was closer to where I was living. <laughs> so, found another one, went down there, and that's when I actually met uh, Jack mm -hmm. and everything. Jack is a mutual friend of ours. Yes. And worked with us at the same company for a long time and everything. He's out in Washington right now, actually still working wilderness therapy out there oh is he yeah oh good for him I yeah he uh he's finally kind of risen up the ranks he's the logistics guy there now Sweet. yeah that's so, so he's doing awesome that's so good for him. i'm really happy for him yeah. honestly that's awesome and uh, honestly, i love jack's personality that clashes with my personality <laughs> <laughs> jack is is a very what would you say a very um stoic stoic yes yeah. jack is jack is stoic well and it's fun because different personalities reach different people and it's really just but He's stoic, but he makes me laugh. Oh yeah! Every time he's the way he's extremely the, dry the, humor. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so funny. Because <laughs> like you're sitting there going, "Was that a joke? What, wait, did you did you just make a funny?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Seriously, you're like, uh, "I think he did." And then you're like, "Oh my gosh, that was like it just that's what made me laugh every time. He just made me laugh all the time. So no, I love it. Oh yeah, miss him. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, I, I worked the second summer camp with him, 
and we did the survival skills course together. Mm -hmm. And so that was really cool because it was archery, it was trapping, it was plant mm -hmm. identification, you know, proper camping techniques, L&T. So that was really cool. Um, and then after that summer was over, I moved back home to my dad and sister's house and was working in a lumber mill there. And every single weekend, like clockwork, I would spend Saturday and Sunday out in the woods, mm -hmm. just learn the skills, just shoot my bow. Like that, w I, I was obsessed. Yeah. And so waited a year in there and then ended up going into, um, you know, looking at wilderness therapy. Uh, Jack had actually told me about it. So he and another uh, old friend drove through uh, and visited me and everything. He told me about meeting these two guys at a primitive skills gathering. Yes. And so he met them at a primitive skills gathering. They owned this wilderness therapy company and it was basically like they hired them almost on the spot yeah. just because I mean you go to those gatherings you know how intimate they can get and everything well, well you're you're not there for like two hours you're there all day long yeah. for a week and you you see everybody through their rough and hard times and how they respond and everything. So, yeah exactly so they hired him and so he was going out to do the job that's why he was moving hmm. so his car was all packed he told me about it and so I started doing research on it. I'm like oh this is awesome mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I really want to do this yeah. You know, and so he's like, yeah, um, you know, they're not hiring those till the fall. So what are you going to do till the fall? And I'm like, well, I could be miserable and work the lumber mill still, or maybe I can try and teach somewhere uh, for the summer and everything and get paid to teach before I go out and teach for wilderness therapy. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually ended up hooking up with the same camp I went to the second uh, summer. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hey, our, we actually would like you to come and write the survival skills program That's and awesome. design it and then, you know, implement it and teach it and teach people how to teach it. Mm. I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so went out, loved that summer. It was awesome and everything. But halfway through the summer, when I call up and have my like, phone interview for, you know, the wilderness therapy company, they weren't hiring at the time. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, what do I do? And so I applied at um, two other well-known wilderness companies mm. and everything. One of them was the one that you had actually worked for That's previously. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so they had accepted me on to come out for a, uh, a field trial and everything. Mm. And then two days before the end of camp, I got the call like, hey, we want you to come out for, you know, the original company, the one that we met at yeah. and everything. Can you be here in four days? <laughs> and I was like, sure. <laughs> so, because in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, I have two days and then I have a five hour drive to get back to my place. And then now I have an 18 hour drive. Oh to gosh. Get That's miserable. And so I made it out and I made it out that, uh, you know, the next morning and everything, mm -hmm. went to the office with Jack with all my gear <laughs> and then shipped out for that, my That's what my they do. Week. It's trial like, by fire. It Always. really is. It really is. Well, that's like, but honestly, it's the best way because you think that's going to be the hardest thing in your life in the wilderness? And I'll tell you, that's probably going to be the easiest thing in your life to go straight out to the field. <laughs> Everything oh, <yeah>. else, <laughs> it gets crazy out there. And, um, you know, I've been cut and stabbed and everything like that but up there. I've been, I've almost lost my leg <laughs> out there. I think you technically did lose the foot. <laughs> they just reattached it. Technically. Those are all other stories we can tell you guys. Yeah. Like, this is crazy stuff. I've, I've stitched up kids. I've seen broken bones. I've seen fights that are endless and creatures. I mean, the stuff that you deal with every, you know, things you have to deal with. And it's emotional, physical, 
even spiritual draining sometimes, yeah. you know, doing that. So, no, yeah, it, it's, it's, so when you think, oh man, they're sending me straight out and like how, oh my gosh, this is like so scary. And it's like, that was like me too. After like being there for two days at that other place, they're like, you're going out. And I'm like, what? I was freaking out. And I look back, I'm like, that was the easiest thing I've ever done was go out. It was dealing with the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Was, after later on was the hard stuff. Going out easy you know but, but i'll be uh, honest there was one uh so you know i worked for that primary company that you yeah. and i worked for mm -hmm. but there was um a second company i took like a like a three month lapse and, and went to them to kind of try them out kind of thing mm -hmm. uh and honestly i i actually liked their way of training a lot better mm -hmm. so they took you for like six days of just your like training group mm -hmm. and like three of their like experience guides and so they'd run you through scenarios yes. and stuff like that. And they'd take you on different hikes, teach you different things that were essential for the job. Mm -hmm. Like we did a lot of climbing. Yeah. So you didn't need climbing experience. To, it was a plus, but you didn't need it because they were going to teach you like all mm -hmm. the knot work and everything that you need to know and test you on it practically. Mm -hmm. um, but then the last two days after, so like you had six days and then the last two days to make the eight days and everything, that's when they threw you in with groups mm -hmm. and everything to like see how well you did. But it was nice because it kind of made like a stronger like family bond almost oh, yeah. with your training group and everything. Oh. And so you'd see like your training group down the way and you know, you wouldn't always get assigned the same groups together and everything. But when you did, it was like, Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, with the staff, I, I always remember, I mean, I'm still very close to a lot of them, even though it's been almost 10 years sometimes yeah. with some of these people because you become a family bond. Like you're with them and you're with them sometimes through, rough times you know oh yeah um also a lot of with our my first company they actually had a thing with um they had like tons of marriages oh really yeah because like uh you know guy and girl work out you know in the field and most of the time you see everybody at their worst <laughs> and they would get married very quickly after they've been working together um that, there was a couple like that um so uh, the girl that got me into it, her brother got married to a guide after like three weeks of oh, like, yeah. be, like three weeks working together. He really wanted to marry her. <laughs> I thought that was that was crazy. I was like, whoa, oh, yeah. because they, you know, you think about it, you see everybody at their, uh, you know, you see a woman, no makeup on, no makeup on, ain't showered, ain't showered eight days, days, same <laughs> clothes, smelly, like, and um, they see, more importantly, they see you as yeah, that too. That too. You know? yeah. And as you're still, you know, you still want to be with them. I mean, and there's another thing is. I don't care who you are. You can be the most Christian following person, none. You're going to start swearing, and you're going to turn into a sailor out there. It's, it's weird, weird, isn't it? Because, so well, I didn't used to swear that neither much did I. before neither I went did I. and worked wilderness therapy. And then you're out there, and you're monitoring. One of the things that a lot of times gets monitored is the swearing yes. of your clients. Well, because you, with most teenagers, they swear all the time. Yeah. And that's something. It's actually it's like a psychological. You know, like you're trying to communicate with them. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, what f this and f that and you're like hey dude what like stop it like you don't need to put those words in there to give me a sentence you know you're like those aren't they're not well i was always told if you can't mo monitor just the words that come in, out of your mouth yeah how can you ever hope to monitor your actions absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i totally agree um but that, that was sometimes you just you'd hear it all the time and it would get into your brain and mm -hmm. you'd start saying it and you're like why am i saying this <laughs> like you know um but like we would have like the, the sweetest people ever and then they'd just be like they start saying it, and you'd be like, <gasps> like "They just swore." Like the the moment you stepped in the truck yeah. to drive home <laughs> after the end of the shift, it was uh, while you're on your way to your dirty dinner. Which, 
for those of you that don't know, oh, dirty, dirty dinners are the best. Dirty dinners are when you and everybody else on shift that ain't showered in eight plus days, days. you oh, all yeah. go out to like a Chili's or something together. Yeah, a restaurant. As you just stink. Mm-hmm. And, but it's a really great way to get your food fast and out of the restaurant. Yes, because yes, nobody wants you in there. <laughs> Uh, but no, you talked about like, you know, people dating on trail and everything. Yeah. And yeah, my wife and I were dating when we were yeah, on trail. Yeah, that's true. So I didn't meet her on trail. I met her like... But I really think that helped you guys in your marriage. Oh, yeah, well. absolutely. You, you know, because now, you know, we were forced to, to be in very, very stressful situations absolutely, together yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And then see each other from pretty much the get-go, like, you know, because she started, you know, real soon after we started dating yeah. and everything. And, you know, we got to see each other where you're nasty, sweaty, you're tired, you're irritable and everything. And so that just really helps strengthen it up oh, and everything. Yeah. That. So why did, let's talk about this now. Okay. So for this podcast and everything, you kind of mentioned it a little bit on the way in and everything, but why did you really, really want to start this? The podcast, well, I wanted to start it because, just because like, you know, when you've been around when we talk to somebody else who's never done wilderness and we start bringing up the stories and they just their eyes light up and they're laughing and they're enjoying it and they're, they're asking questions and and I just felt like it was an experience that a lot of people don't get to understand that there's something like this out there and the, the things that we've experienced in our lives that it's hard to explain to somebody in just one sitting and I thought the reason to do the podcast would do people to enjoy these stories and not also just, I, I didn't want this podcast just to be about us and wilderness therapy, but also survival skills. But then mm-hmm. also other people who wanted to come in and share their experiences of doing something like, I don't mountain bike ride, I know you don't, but if we want to have somebody who wants to come in and talk about mount, mountain bike riding and what they experienced and what, you know, the, I want that to come in here. I wanted it because I feel like we are a people who've forgotten the wilderness. Um, and not to get religious on anybody, but I, I also like to, you know, I, I think about the people of Moses, where they wandered around in the desert for 40 years. And that the Jewish people still have the Passover to remind them of that. And I think us as everybody else, we kind of forget that's where we came from, you know. Um, there was uh, somebody who taught me something really fascinating one time with the bow drill. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about the bow drill, and I, I said, I'm like, yeah, it's just cool that we're using this some Native American skill and to teach kids something. And he stopped me, and he says, well, no, your ancestors used it too. Yeah. It's just a little bit farther back. And that blew my mind. This wasn't, I wasn't teaching a Native American skill. I was teaching my own ancestry skill at the same time. Yeah, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of things actually make that yeah. same mistake and everything. Uh, I used to have a, a first edition copy of Boy Scout Handbook of America, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I remember it like saying like that these were Native American skills. Now I don't know if that's because you know they were trying to tie the Boy Scouts specifically so much to America. Yeah, but it was fascinating because I read that I was like, no, this is technically everybody. Yeah, it's just well, different timelines. Di- ab- absolutely, and that our ancestors at one point was learning a skill w- that were primitive in that sense. You yeah. know, like where you know we were you know out there camping and. We were living, you know, and trying to start fire. We didn't have, you know, there was a point we didn't have matches and lighters. We had something else that we had to use. Fun fact, the uh, uh, lighter, lighter was, was invented before the match. I thought that's fascinating, too. Um, so the lighter is more primitive than the match. Technically, yeah. That's kind of creepy and weird to think about. Well, the only reason that the match even took off was because guys could shave down the matchstick to toothpicks. That's really the oh, only... Oh, really? Yeah, that's the only reason it really took off. 
huh, makes sense. Yeah. It's fascinating. Um, but, I mean, even look at, like, uh, the medieval times. I mean, they were doing flint and steel. Yeah. Which is still a very primitive kind of skill to start a fire, um, which we still use today in that same sense. And I think that's still very fascinating because... You know, you're looking at it like you know, hitting two rocks and steel together, and like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, no, this is medieval practice, basically. Yeah, it really was. I mean, we didn't even see parabolic lens come in as like a well-known mm -hmm. fire, you know, fire yeah. starting material um, until really we started to see fur trappers in the Rocky Mountain section. Yeah. So not even like long hunters, they were still working with flint and steel too. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, the other thing about people, you try to explain wilderness. Um, I like to ask people always this question. People, I always go, when was the last time you were ever truly alone? And I mean, where you were alone where you didn't have no phone, no communication, no distractions of TV, and you reflected on yourself. When was the last time you've ever done that? And not many of us can ever say we've done that before, where we had no distractions and we could just focus on ourselves and to think about it, what we could do better. Um, and that's something that I've got to do a couple times in my in my life, which it's amazing to sit there and to reflect on, basically giving myself myself a personal interview, mm. and saying, "Hey, what do I need to do better in my life? What am I doing wrong?" and reevaluate my life and do it. And I recommend everyone to go do that once in their life. Just sit there and reevaluate what they need to do better in their life. Just spend a couple of days, no phone, no distractions, no music, because yeah. that's what we do. We always use those things to. Oh, you know, I gotta listen to something. I gotta do something, and not worry about focusing on. This. Yeah, we mask it as entertainment when yeah. most of us use it as a daily distraction. Yeah, yeah, we do. We all do. You know, and I'm not saying that music's bad or oh, you know, yeah, it's no. just, we, I still enjoy it. But it's like, but sometimes we do. We do need to take those times to focus on ourselves and yeah. everything. Um, and that's what we would do those with the kids, where they would send them on those solos for like three days, where we'd send them away from the group. We'd keep an eye on them and we'd watch them, you know, and make sure they were fine. But they would be by themselves. And sometimes they were amazing. These kids come back and they're just like, "Wow, I, I, you know, fo focus on myself and I got to do these things." And then you have other kids who don't want to do it. They're so scared to, to, because, like I said, once you find you you're doing something wrong, you got to do something about yeah. it. And I've had kids where they just basically freak out and they run because they're just like, "I can't take anymore." <laughs> I had a kid rip off his clothes. <laughs> take off running naked in the desert because <laughs> he was freaking out oh, geez. and you know I'm like holy crap kid like it was like only been six hours like he went mentally insane cr crazy running and because uh, you just see these with these kids and it's like they don't and not just this kid but most people don't want to work on themselves because well, I, I found a lot of kids that didn't want to you know actually like feel that and didn't want to work on it yeah they'd sleep yeah, they just—I mean, you're sitting here like, how can you be sleeping twenty plus hours? Oh yeah, or they would build dirt mounds or something, anything to keep themselves distracted. From yeah, yeah, and it's like, but that's not—that's not the point of why you were on the solo. But I think, like, you know, a modern day sense of the solo is, you know, don't don't go take the RV or anything no, like no, no, that. Yeah. Just you know, get yourself your little Walmart tent or something like that. Walk out and just. Be with the people that matter the most to you Absolutely. and just go practice the skills. Even, you know, I see a lot of guys on YouTube, for instance, mm -hmm. right? A lot of guys who are, you know, they've got bushcraft channels on YouTube mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And a lot of those guys just have a pack that they keep in their, their truck or in their car and everything. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, are driving home from work and everything and they'll stop in the woods for a couple hours 
long enough to sit there, make a fire, make some coffee or something like that. And that's their the limit of their experience. They might go out on like one or two big trips a year, but that's like the limit of their like time in the outdoors. Yeah. But you look at them and they're so happy. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's because they take that moment of pause and everything and they do reconnect to the tangible world that is absolutely. around us. And for them, it's on a near daily basis on some of those guys. Well, you know? I just, I feel like even just not even doing that, I think just taking some time to go on a walk just around absolutely. your, just in the, have you ever like, I think it's fascinating. If you ever take a walk early in the morning around your neighborhood, how quiet, peaceful it is. No music in the ears, just enjoying it. Yeah. And and I'm yeah, I like to do that every if nice brisk morning too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but like also just to sit there and go, what do I need to do for the day? Yeah. And I, I kind of give myself like a planned goal, and I think it's fascinating how much better my days are when I do that compared because you know I'm always, oh man, I could just sleep for an extra hour. It's gonna be so much better, and, you know. But I look back on it last, you know, when I I think about last week. How tired was I last week? I can't really remember how, I mean, I know I was tired, but I can't, you know, it doesn't matter, it's gone. Yeah. I could have woken up an hour early and did some workout exercise, or I could have walked instead of doing that extra hour sleeping in, just to make my day better, make it more productive. But I, I mean, even just, especially during this time when we're in this, you know, you know, quarantine shutdown, you can still go on walks. Get out there in nature and take a walk with your family and enjoy it with each oh, other. Yeah. We went down uh, by the river bottoms the mm-hmm. other day uh, on the walking trail down there. Yeah. And there was families out there oh, yeah. walking around. Uh, somebody was even like, you know, their kid was riding with chalk like on yeah. the, the trail, like yeah. little like silly dad jokes. Like as you're walking, you could <laughs> see the punchline and stuff. But I mean, you're down there and you're like, I don't know, I was discussing it with my wife at the time, right? Because we, we're looking at soon in life, we want to buy land. Mm-hmm. you know and and get our own place on that and so we we're looking at it and we're like wow like with the trees and, and the way that this area is put together and everything like yeah you feel like you have your own space you feel like you're kind of tucked back in the woods a little bit and everything and yet I can look over and on the horizon right there I see Provo yeah you know I it, it's not that far away mm-hmm. it's 15 minute drive mm-hmm. but just being here and everything, being that far away. Oh, absolutely. You just, you f- do feel more connected to it and it just is more relaxing. Mm-hmm. So, and for some people, the woods is not relaxing, but. Yeah, no, it's true. We all have our different levels. Yeah. And that's something I always, you know, people are like, oh, you, when you go camping, you must be like just a knife and a, you know, deer skin cloth. And I'm like, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm going to bring like freaking blow up mattress and my, you know. It does depend on the mood, doesn't it? Because, like, there's sometimes you want to go camping and you want to bring the blow-up mattress and the Twinkies and (laughs) all the other fun stuff. And other times, yeah, I do want to go out there and learn primitive. Yeah, I just want to take a a wool blanket on my back and everything. Knife and axe on my hip mm -hmm. and fire in my back pocket. Go do my thing. But like I said, there's no way you can do camping wrong as long as you're out of the house. (laughs) You know, you really can't. Right? You know, I talk about it on on my blog even that for a lot of the people who are interested in getting into the outdoors, yep. and this is why I kind of wanted to, to join you on doing this podcast, yeah. is for a lot of the people who are interested in doing the outdoors, not everyone grew up with oh, uh, yeah. that kind of background and everything. You and I didn't. No, no. And so where do you learn? You need somebody to teach you, but you also need a kind of a space to be taught and not feel embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I always advocate for what you know through the social media and everything is listen if you've never gone camping before or if you you know think you're ready but you want to see if that sleeping bag is going to work or something like that yeah you have a backyard you have a driveway like 
unless you're in an apartment complex, and then which case we'll figure it out. No, you got a patio. You, you got a little patio. patio. Yeah, <laughs> but but what I'm saying is like you have like that space that's safe. If yeah. something goes wrong, you can pull that ripcord, walk back into oh, the absolutely. house. Oh, well, absolutely. But you can, you should you can always have a ripcord. When well, you're, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I always. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is no, absolutely. You can be more comfortable and and learning those skills and everything mm-hmm. for your end goal, which is I want to get back out in nature. Mm-hmm. I want to go experience the outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, think about climbing. Climbing has indoor climbing gyms and everything. Oh yeah. So that way, when it's too cold to be up on rock, or be, if you're scared of being up on real rock and want to learn the skills first, right, those are safe. yeah, it's a Absolutely. safe place to go learn it. And then take your skills out there and enjoy it. Well, and that's the other thing. I that's why I loved your uh, your Kindle the Fire. That group that you have is my my main goal with you. When we were talking about it is I wanted people to have different styles. I, I wanted the extreme camper, but I also wanted the guy that's like. I got a minivan and I'm gonna go to Walmart to get all my gear. I'm like, great, we want you too. I want I don't I don't need you to be, you know, wearing all the, the buckskin and yeah. you know, I, I want the guy that's gonna be wearing the uh, the you know, what are they called? The uh, cargo what are those pants called? Oh Capri's? the cargo pants? The yeah, the cargo capri yeah. pants with the zips off and everything yeah. like that. I want that guy with us. Cause you know what? We can all learn, you know, it's still a fun experience, you know, and I want you to have that cheap tent and that, that sleeping bag that's you know, that's I love those. You know, like the old ones that are like really big and they have like always like the duck pattern inside. Oh, uh, I, I love mine. I, have I, I still have they're one awesome. too because they're, they're heavy, but they're, they're awesome. heavy. But I mean, we're not hiking. I'm totally breaking. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like you know I I think it's hilarious because you know there was a I think there was a stage when we were younger where that was like people were like getting rid of that kind of camping gear and going ultra light. And like, yeah, it became I, kind of a fad almost. Yeah, like, and I so forget, like, well, yeah, the ultralight's great. I'm not trying to down yeah. it. I think that there, it has its reason. But, you know, like the tents, right? You know, where people are like, oh, this tent weighs like a pound and a half made on aluminum and it's like $300. <laughs> and I'm like, my tent weighs eight pounds pound more, more and, and it's, it's made out of metal bucks. and at Walmart and it cost me 20 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, we're just jumping out of our car, so why are we caring about hiking? You know, no offense, like that's a great tent, but I don't want to spend three hundred, four hundred dollars on a tent that's thinner than my underwear to protect me from the elements. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and a tarp. Oh, way I mean, cheaper. We used to give the kids just oh, yeah. tarps in the summertime yeah. and stuff like that, and those tarps were seven dollar tarps. Oh, I know. Well, and, and they did and, fantastic. And they one, well, they're so you you know universal and different things you can I love do with tarp texture. Oh, me too. Especially in the rain and building things. I used to build hammocks out of them. Oh and, yeah. You know, and all that other fun stuff but you know it's always good it's you know and that's really i think we're really hoping that i know this first one's going to be kind of like we got i feel like it's going to be the train we're just trying to get it going first we're going to track so we we promise that there'll be a lot more exciting we'll be a lot more fun um we'll we're going more deep into certain subjects um i'd like to if you guys have um any questions or you guys want to email us you can email us at wildergents.com at gmail.com um if you guys you want to ask questions or you want to say something or you want to hear a certain topic let us know or that you just absolutely hate our show and you never want to hear us again that's great either way we're, we're down with it we we like feedback so even if it's negative bring it on bring it on yeah we might ignore you maybe make fun of you over coffee yeah, bring it on we're good yeah <laughs> But you know, it's we want to you know we want to we want to bring content that you guys want to hear. That's the whole thing is you don't go down the fire. You you want to hear stories that people want to talk about, and so. But that's everything. And I wanted you to bring up your blog that you took because you write amazing. Like, they're your blogs aren't just like, any minute. It's you actually do research. Yeah. Which I'm really impressed by. Sometimes when I read it because I'll, I'll read it and I'm like, who wrote this? Because this doesn't seem like Dakota wrote this. I think actually I had an insulting <laughs> one the other day where like somebody was like, oh you're you're. 
looks like you haven't done your research, uh, and it was well, on the American Tomahawk. Uh, no, well, and I'm I was like, like, are you kidding me? I went to the library and read books on. Oh no, this, like, like, and you can tell, like, you go, hey, and this, you know, and you you put your dates, you put your information, which I'm like, man, I'd never even write that. I'm like, yeah, tomahawks are sharp, and uh, <laughs> you can throw them. Like that's what I would have wrote. Them. You know, like, and you wouldn't be wrong. No, that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm never wrong. You know that. Like, yeah. I, I, that's why I'm like the worst teacher. Like, all right, guys, this is a stick. <laughs> you can poke people. It is pointy. <laughs> and Steve Irwin used it to poke a lot of things. things it was amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, like that. I mean, like it's just. But you do really. So I, I was gonna say, I want you to put what's your blog calls and you can actually um, do. Yeah. Some so the site is uh, all lowercase blog because I picked the worst name. Uh, for anything, I picked Kindle the Fire, and come to find out that Amazon has the words Kindle Fire on any kind of system. So you should have just called Kindle the Fire Amazon-ish something, and the Amazon. That's what I would have said. It was already taken. <laughs> it's why the blog is blog.kindlethefire.us, because .com, .org, oh, I'm sure. it was all taken. Well, usually when those big they buy them all, yeah, because they don't want exactly. Anything, yeah. So US is mine, so... But yeah, blog.kindlethefire.us. It's got links to our YouTube channel. Um, it's got links to our Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I always send people over to the Facebook page because we have a lot of events and mm -hmm. everything. Like uh, you came and helped out with the last event that we did where we made those capo wool yeah, yeah, coats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know which one I really enjoyed the most though? Which one? And Because I, I was mostly the main event. So. The cooking one? Yeah. Oh, the cooking one was cool. But I yeah. want to I want to redo my uh, thing again for cooking. I thought it would be really fun. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that and do a, a, a lesson, but we can talk after the show. That's dope, yeah, but, no, I'm sorry. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> Kindle the Fire is, um, it, it's a blog I write. We have a YouTube channel, and we put on monthly workshops trying to invite people out, teach them different skills and everything that isn't Well, and it's also, there's also a history lesson behind why we're learning this skill at well. You know, yeah, like, even yeah. like when you did the Capodos and, the, and then the, um, the Tomahawk, when you talk about it, like where's the history from that? Really uh, fascinating. Um, so, and that's why I, I, it's not just some, it's a good read. So it's not like, I want people to understand like, this is something that's, it's very historic when you read it. Like you've done your research, you do your timelines on it and everything, your dates. You even got pictures in there and everything yeah. of different types. I was, when I read that one, I was really quite impressed. I was like, wow, Dakota actually did his work. I was really impressed by Dakota. So well, thank you. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I was really actually happy. My, my father-in-law said that I should put it, um, like put one of the articles that I wrote, one of the blog posts, um, submit it to Backwoodsman mm -hmm. Magazine. Yeah. And so I did. I submitted it to Backwoodsman Magazine. I got a letter back saying that they're going to publish it. That's awesome. So it's no, supposed, good. To, be, it's yeah, supposed no, to be it the one that's coming out in a couple of weeks, the like March slash April well, let me, come out. Like, yeah, let, let me know because I'll, I'll buy it. Definitely get to buy, buy one because I, I thought it was, I mean, even though I read the article, I just think it's kind of cool that you yeah. did that because it was very professionally well done. I was really impressed by it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... We appreciate you guys. We we weren't going to make these about forty five minutes long is our kind of our goal set and everything. Um, we're glad that you guys came and listened to the first one. I do promise you, it's going to get more exciting. Our next episode is going to be a little bit more fun and enjoyable. I don't want to ruin the title for you guys, so you're going to have to hear about it later on. Um, but you know, like we say, we're not the the best guys in the wilderness, but we are the best looking. <laughs> <laughs> and you have no way to verify. That's right. <laughs> That's like what I say on the internet when I do my profile. I'm six five. You know when I <laughs> especially living around Bravo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, all the Norwegian. Everybody's got freaking Swedish. Everybody's blood. tall. Everybody's Swedish blood around here. Um, but yeah. No, thank you guys for listening to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Everything. Like we said, you know, leave us some feedback if you want. Um, 
we we always appreciate if you guys want to share it with your friends and everything just kind of get them talking about the same topics and everything if you're interested in you live in the west and everything and you ever want to you know talk to us about talking about a topic that you're really passionate about please go ahead and send us an email what was that email again uh wildergents at gmail.com yeah send us an email and everything and maybe we can work something out we'd you know love to at least if nothing else just start talking to you so yeah absolutely just getting people around have a good day Thank you.